Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa al wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cap runneth over, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Thursday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. This morning, we are meeting at the forecourt of the TDC. And we're doing the Habba City Bazaar. You have to be there. And if you're a vendor, um, you can pay 2,000 Ghana CDs and be part of this experience to uh, push out your goods and your words. If you're also a food and beverage vendor, 1,000 Ghana CDs and can push out your words. So go to the TDC forecourt and uh, you fill the, the forms and get the procedure right. We're there from Thursday all the way through to Sunday. And you can't miss it. Christmas is in the air. So you do your early bed shopping. You get the discount the right discounts, and then we can all smile at Christmas. Now, yesterday I played for you a video. I played a video that showing at the, right at the intersection of the um, Kutuka International Airport in the heart of the Accra, in the heart of the city, where a, a woman was bathing for, um, you know, her, her, her kid. You know, and the Ladma folks stepped in there, Reverend Nikwe and his team, Nimali and his team, they stepped in there to uh, deal with the issue. So we'll play a bit of the video for you. Play the video for me, please. There was, there was, who can carry no beer, cannot win your food barrier. The mouse can't see last week for him, I'll grab $200. So it's obvious that the woman needs help. Keep the video on. It's obvious that the woman needs help. And for me, I'm happy that the La Dade Kutupon Municipal Assembly got in there to uh, fix the issues. But this issue, first of all, I must say, shouldn't have happened in the first instance. That at the intersection of the road leading to our international airport, you would have something like this happening there. It's unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate, if you ask me. And I'll put, I'll put it squarely at the doorstep of Ladba to say that the Ladekotopo Municipal Assembly should have ensured that they had their eyes wide open, especially around that place, around their Kramor, all those places where our tourists go. And, and, and this, this was an eyesore, if you asked me. Now, the needless show of bravado, as was there, 
obviously to the confused children and the mother who needs help, who got on the wrong side of the law, is also a problem. And that's why I've been asking, what does our social welfare system look like? Because our social welfare system itself needs social welfare. You go to some of the social welfare offices and, and, and you see that they themselves, they need social welfare. They need social care. They need social workers to help them also because there's trouble. Did you know that if you found a missing child and you took the person to social welfare office, by the close of the day, if they don't find the parents, the, the, the possibility that the child may end up at the police station or in somebody's private home without the necessary documentation is very high. Did you know? Because we don't have evacuation centers. We don't have them. How many homes do we have in Accra, for example? How many homes do we have? that are managed by the state, not by private people, by the state. So yes, LADMA has moved in. But this raises a big question, a big conversation, a social protection standpoint. Why is our Minister for Gender, Children, and Social Protection? There is a specific desk at the ministry that is supposed to be handling things like this. Streetism. Where are they? And you go to every single junction, at least what I know in Accra, start from Kaswa, Drill down all the way to Medina, drill down to Adenta, all the way to Pantai. you find children at every single intersection, every single traffic light. So it's not about a one-day show. But really, what are we doing? So these children get the kind of sense of patriotism we want to pump into them. That in future they say, oh, my father was not there. My mother was not capable of taking care of me, but the state took care of me, so I have to take care of the state. Think about it. That my mother was not there. My father was not there, but the state took care of me, so I'm taking care of the state. It's a very important conversation to have. I'll leave it here. These are just preliminaries. Take me back to the National Theatre, please. Let's quickly wrap up with the National Theatre. Because over the past three or four days, we've been doing <clears throat> stuff on the National Theatre. I told you that they have changed the carpets. I told you that they have looked at the chairs. I told you that they have also tried to look at the curtains. But the issues at the National Theatre go beyond carpets, chairs, and curtains. The issues at the National Theatre is a question of management. It is a question of management. I tell you what, there's a letter from the Ministry of Finance that says it has a, it has a hologram. It's there. That says that post-retirement contracts was going to be a thing of the past. It was signed by the, the Deputy uh, Finance Minister. Beautiful. Dated the 5th of August, 2022. It says, financial clearance, contract appointment. Please refer to the 2022 budget statement and economic policy, which has been submitted and approved by Parliament for the 2022 fiscal year. The fiscal year has not ended. Two, the Ministry of Finance wishes to inform heads of ministries, departments, and agencies of which National Theatre is a, a, a part, MDAs and Metropolitan Municipal District Assemblies, of some expenditure policy measures as outlined in the 2022 budget statement. Three, paragraph 324 of the 2022 budget statement and economic policy states, government has, with immediate effect, 
suspended the granting of approval for post-retirement contract appointments, except in cases where the skills of the retiring officer are in short supply and unavoidably needed. Government has, with immediate effect, suspended the granting of approval for post-retirement contract appointments, except in cases where the skills of the retiring officer are in short supply and unavoidably needed. In view of this, we are unable to grant a financial clearance for post-retirement contract appointments at this stage. Please treat as agent. Abena Osei Asari, Deputy Minister for uh, Finance, signed it. All Chief Director, Ministries, Department Agencies, blah, 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 was there. So with this, how did the board chairman of the National Theatre and the board members of the National Theatre go to the presidency to tell the president that we have combed around the whole country. We could not find any who is more suitable to handle the National Theatre. So please give a retiree a two-year contract, and that contract has been granted. But the only excuse is that the woman is not being paid. This was the government. And the government has also gone ahead. CK Tedam, you remember I told you about it in 2021 or so. CK Tedam, where retirees were being given contract, now they have been asked to go because the court has ordered. So agenda one, agenda two. That's the question I'm asking. When you grow up to a certain age, I don't have a problem with your board chairman, but the day-to-day running of activities must not be your portion. Because there are other young people who can take over and there are other young people who are also career persons within that path who also want career advancement and want career progression. It's a fact. So I, I'm asking this question for the umpteenth time. I put the minister's picture up there for me. I'm asking this question for the umpteenth time and I'm inviting Dr. Mohamed Awal. I know what you have done at Graphic. We know what you are doing with the Finder newspaper. Please, I'm asking you this question. In terms of corporate governance, is this right? And how was it, how did they find out that they couldn't find any suitable person? Did they publish it in the Daily Graphic? Did they publish it in the Ghanaian Times? Did they publish it on GNA? We tried to do a story that no appropriation has been done. Did they publish it in any of the state, state-owned media? Forget about private media. To say that they are looking for somebody to fill the vacancy for position A, B, C, D, and they did not get. Have they tried to find a dance company, a director? For more than two years, they have not had a director. Have they tried to find out? Now, Dr. Wow. I'm putting your picture up there and saying good morning to you, sir. Because your government promised to build theaters in all the regions of this country. Fact. Your government, you promised the people in your manifesto, that social contract with the people, that you're going to build theaters in all the regions of the country. You even said that you are going to put up music studios, recording studios. You have not built the theaters. You have not built the studios. You have not set up the fund that you said you were going to set up. I can regurgitate off the top of my head what you told the creative space because I am a tourism and arts writer. I have played in the field before. I still play in the field. So if you have not been able to fulfill what you said you were going to fulfill, at least what is already there, what you came to meet, it is your duty and job to ensure that it is running at its optimal level so that the benefits for both the staff, 
the benefits for both the public that engage with you, the benefit for also people who come and pay, paying clients, will be properly reaped. As it stands now, when you rent the National Theater, you have to hire a separate air conditioner. From who? And who had that arrangement? I said, in the coming days, I'll show you the contract with, with an air conditioning company that was, was hurriedly cancelled. I'll show you, National Theater. But let's go to the response. Yesterday, I showed you the response of, of the board chairman, which was emotionally laden. I'll show you. Show me the response of the... So they, they, when they received that query from the board chairman, they wrote... National Theatre of Ghana Divisional Union, Abibi Groma, Ghana Dance Ensemble, National Symphony Orchestra, National Theatre of Ghana, the Executive Director, blah, 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 blah. It says, public manifestation of grievances submitted to the Board of Directors. We acknowledge receipt of memo dated 20th of November 2023 on the above subject matter, which demands a written explanation in less than 48 hours of a purported public manifestation alleged to have been embarked upon by the staff in relation to our Wednesday 8th November 2023 petition to the Board of Directors of the National Theatre of Ghana. If we had been holding staff their best, they wouldn't have gone out there. It is reassuringly heartwarming to note in the cited memo the concern of the board members and management in the image and reputation of the National Theatre of Ghana. So there's a, a symbiotic uh, understanding that we are all interested in the image and reputation of the National Theatre. Similarly, it is this same concern which motivated staff to first draw the attention of management and later the board to the dwindling fortunes of the institution and stress the agents need to turn things around. So they first went to the management. After it failed, they went to the board. Dr. Wa, you see why I'm inviting you to the, into the conversation? Because you are the supervising ministry of that entity. While we await the board's intervention on our petition, the union wished to state that the submission of concerns to the board of directors on Wednesday, 8 November 2023, did not involve any public manifestation. Rather, staff were greeted with heavy police presence upon reporting to work on that day, and this got some members agitated. As is normal with the work culture of the theater, members got into drumming and dancing to calm their nerves. Ah, drama is in place. The action may have been misconstrued as a public manifestation that has exposed the National Theatre to public ridicule and cast a slur on the integrity of the board and management with a negative impact on the patronage and image of the institution. That is not correct. I've showed you, covered. The place was full. The gods are not to blame. All two days, all four shows, the place was full. Further, no staff left the work premises and all actions were done in good faith and with a passionate intention to help save the fortunes of the National Theatre of Ghana. Indeed, the integrity of the National Theatre of Ghana is manifested by the experiences of our patrons. By way of information, patronage to performances at the National Theatre since the day has all received overflow in the various spaces. This is their response. And it says, while we do not intend to interpret this memo as a query to all staff, neither as an attempt by the board and management to intimidate staff, we will be grateful if our collective energies are harnessed to help resolve the challenges facing the theater. At this point, and by a copy of this correspondent, we humbly wish to refer the matter to the General Secretary of the Public Service Workers Union, who represents workers of the theater for his intervention, signed by all the people there. So they have a genuine case 
that they have written to management. They have told them the problems. And yes, they have enumerated them. The carpet and the, the chairs are just one. Plenty other problems at the National Theater that I showed you. So, Dr. Wa, that's why I'm asking you. And Dr. Wa, please, when you go to the National Theater, don't engage the management. Don't engage the board. Put the workers in a room and listen to them first. Then, based on that knowledge you have, go and listen to the management and listen to the board. And as a wise man that you are, you, I'm sure you will make some good conclusions and help all of us. Because, again, I reiterate, your government promised to build theaters in all the 16 regions. You haven't built any. Your government promised to build uh, recording studios in, all, in, in, in many different places. You haven't done that. Your government promised to build one ultra-modern theater. You haven't built that. So your least that you can do, sir, is that what already exists, which is being left to rot, you will pay attention to it and make the man whose picture is behind you proud. You see, Nanado is smiling behind you. But, Doc, you are not smiling. I want you to also smile like Nanado, with the Ghana flag on your right-hand side blossoming. Your fugu is nice. Let the National Theater be as nice as your fugu, sir. Maybe you can also consider the Asenta. Because the, even the Asenta, there is an eyesore. Triple, quadruple times more than the National Theater. I leave it here. Show me the GM Bank photo. That's our last one. Today is Throwback Thursday, right? Now, GM Bank, put the picture up there. Just leave the picture up there. Let it sink in. This is what has become of an indigenous business. Arguably, <clears throat> a bank that had even more branches than our own GCB bank. Arguably. And you see, wise enough, Dr. Indum and his team put solar panels on top of the roof. So they were ahead of us. How many state institutions in this country use solar panels? GN Bank had branches all across the country, sometimes in, even in containers, in places that you couldn't think of banks existing, GN Bank. What happened? We woke up one day and collapsed it. Dr. Indum's argument was that you owe me money, and this is how you owe me money. I have lent monies to contractors to come and construct roads that you have benefited from in terms of your politics and campaigning. You have not paid the contractors. The contractors have in turn not been able to pay me. So when you say I do not have money enough to be fit to play within the field, I say pay the contractors, let the contractors pay me, and see if I am fit for purpose or not. But GM Bank was closed down. The assets and the liabilities of GN Bank were taken over. Today you go around the country and you see GN Banks in bushes. And it raises a key question. If I had money as a Ghanaian, like Dr. Papa Kwesi Indum had money, would I invest in Ghana or would I go elsewhere to invest? If I had money and I think that my country would rather focus on political business people, and, and this, 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 is a, this is a very painful thing, not just NDC, not just MPP, political business people. In the past, when they did it to Apia Minka, Koko Daku, and the rest, we were complaining. It has not stopped. They are still doing it, the political class. And we always will make reference to Nigeria, to Nigeria, to Nigeria. We are telling young people to go back into investment, to go into agri, to go into this. Now they are seeing that you are doing this to their forebears. 
Would they be encouraged to go into it? Can we think about the number of jobs that were lost because somebody decided that we're not happy with GM back, let us shut it down because of political reasons, because the man will get money from it and go and fund his PPP and may become the third force, maybe. So are we building political businesses? Go to Nigeria. Which political party has come in Nigeria, and we have seen the changes, that they have tried to stop Dangote, Aliku Dangote cement manufacturing? Which Nigerian government has done that? They have supported it with all their will and might because they take pride in it. They look at the jobs they are creating. They look at the money they are raking in. They are proud to say that we are building with our own country, man's cement. In our case, we have other nationals having their banks flooding our country. Check how many Ghanaian-owned banks we have in the, in the system. Name the banks. A bank of your choice, you name it. And look at the banks that are doing very, very well. And go and find out who owns them and which countries they come from. And I ask, us, I ask myself, how have we not been able to harness and manage our own resources? There are two ways through which the people, you can get the people's savings. You can get it through their church offerings, which are not taxed. Or you can get it through their savings in the bank. Who owns your biggest churches in this country? Who owns your biggest banks in this country? Flip into any other neighboring country. Check if you can find any Ghanaian-owned bank in those countries. Check if you can find any Ghanaian-owned church which is that large in those countries. But Kobe Benin, me, I belong to Blue. He belongs to Green. So once this bank is his, it belongs to Blue, and they get the money to go and support their Blue agenda, then let's crush the person. When we crashed GM Bank, what did we get? People are now home, jobless. Their children's lives have been, have been mismanaged. Show the picture. Put the picture up there. Their children's lives have been mismanaged. I just want to show you how we've left a bank in the bush with all the resources in it, with all the solar panels. Show the picture, please. This is, this is GM. I let it sink in. How we have decided to be wicked to our own selves. I started with a wicked story of the woman with the three children. I'm ending with another wicked story just to show you how wicked we are. And we have elders in this country who have kept quiet. They are seeing, they are watching. They won't say anything. Then when people start manifesting, they will say, oh, peace council, let peace reign, let peace reign. This is somebody's investment. Think about it. Good morning. Johnny's bite. Johnny's bite on sunrise.